to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens presented by star style productions as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity you'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters meet and chat with cool celebrities exhilarating experts and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know it's time to kick off the fun with our star teens welcome to express yourself If we change the criteria for purchasing all foods in public schools and buy directly from the farmers and ranchers that are caring for the land regeneratively, we will address climate change and teach the next generation the values of nourishment, stewardship, and community. Alice Waters. Hello and welcome back to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be the Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. For today's show, Be the Star You Are wants to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported BTSYA over the years. We are thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit www.btsya.com. Every dollar counts, and we will use the funds for our outreach programs. Make sure to listen to Express Yourself wherever you listen to radio or music. iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. We broadcast from the Empowerment Channel on Voice America Radio, the largest radio network in the world. Be The Star You Are is also presenting a virtual magic show with a renowned Irish, Irish magician on Saturday, April 23rd at noon, PST. The magic show is for all ages and is free but you must register so that we can send you the Zoom link. Go to www.bethestarur.org. Hello, everyone. I'm Rose, one of your hosts for today. Today's show is all about limiting your food waste, cooking, and learning how to use nutritious foods. In segment one, Maggie will be discussing how to eliminate waste. In segment two, we will hear from Marcella Benson, author of Love, Peace, and Vegetables, Recipes for Conscious, Conscious Living. And in segment three, Ruhani and I will be talking about the importance of food literacy and the edible schoolyards. So let's get started. Hi, um, I'm Maggie, and I'm back with my segment, The American Connection. So today, like Rose said, we are talking about ways to eliminate food waste. And so I just want to talk about simple ways that we can eliminate food waste, like in our households. And so there are a couple of statistics that I wanted to share before I get started. Did you know that 1.3 billion tons of food and waste are thrown away per year, which is a lot? And in 2010, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, or the EPA, said that the average American generated about 219 pounds of food waste per year. And I know that those numbers sound like a lot, especially the 1.3 billion. But there are simple things that we can do in our homes to cut down on the waste that we're producing. And even if that won't completely solve the problem of food waste, it'll at least make our impact a little bit lighter. 
So the first thing is having a meatless Monday. So what you can do is that you can eliminate a meat from your diet on Mondays. So just like going vegetarian um, for like on Mondays. Not only does this have health benefits, um, it also helps the environment because there's um, a lot of uh, benefits to not eating meat sometimes. And even that small, even that small kind of like um, cut in your diet can make a big impact. Another thing is not carrying like, or um, using a reusable water bottle and not having a plastic water bottle. And this is something that's really simple, but is like overlooked a lot. I know that for me, my mom has a water bottle that she carries around with her everywhere. And I can imagine how many plastic water bottles she would have to use if she didn't have that. And that's just like, and that's a, an example of something really small that can make a really big impact. So another thing is to not like over consume or over buy products because if you overbuy, then the food will be sitting in your fridge or your pantry. Um, it'll eventually get expired. Then you'll have to throw it away, producing more waste. So another tip is to like meal plan for the week. So maybe if if you're in charge of going to the grocery store for your family, or if um, one of your parents are, or anyone who like takes care of you and your family then you can talk to them or you can even make this for yourself and be like, hey, this is what I think that we should have for dinner this day. And then someone can go to the grocery store and buy all that stuff specifically for that dinner, for that lunch, for that breakfast. And and then you can have, and then you only have the ingredients you need and that can help with um, not producing like a bunch of waste and and having less expired food. That also helps with um, saving money. If you if you know exactly what you want and you um, stick to that, then you're less inclined to make purchases that you don't really need. So not only is that beneficial for the environment, it's also beneficial for your bank account. Um, another thing which is really easy is freezing food. Like if you know that you got, if you went to the store and there was a buy one, get one free on bagels or something, and you had the second package package of bagels and you didn't want those bagels to go to waste because bagels are very, very delicious. And you also didn't want to produce food waste. You can freeze that second pack of bagels so that whenever, so that when you're done with the first pack, boom, you have another one in the freezer and it also doesn't go bad. You can do this for a lot of bread products. You can do this for meat. You can do this for um, like veggies and fruits, definitely. Um, another thing that you can do is going to like farmers markets and supporting local farmers in your area because like having like global farmers, obviously the shipping causes a lot of um, causes a huge like carbon footprint and just making sure that you're like staying local is also really important. Um, the last thing is packing your lunch and that kind of ties into meal planning. So packing your lunch and like, if you go to school, packing your lunch would be good and not like eating out as much so that you use the food that, um, is in your pantry. You use the food that's in your, um, that's in your fridge before you buy more or, before you buy from a restaurant that might use a bunch of plastic products and their takeout and stuff like that. So but packing your lunch and using, um, do you know, like, so 
using like maybe metal containers to pack the food in that could be really beneficial because not only are you using reusable containers, you're also using the food in your house, which is great. So I think that's all of the tips that I have for you guys today. And, um, and, and I hope that you can at least integrate one of these into your life. And I think that all of these are pretty simple and all of these you can do whether you're a kid or an adult. Some of the stuff like grocery shopping and stuff like that, you may have to rely on your parents on, but some of the stuff like meatless Mondays and packing your lunch, you can do that for yourself, which I think is really important. And taking an active step, even if you're younger and trying to help the planet and being active and not producing food waste. Wow, Maggie, these tips are so cool. Thank you so much for sharing them. I actually have like my own uh, hydro flask big water bottle. That... Oh my gosh, those are so nice. Like they yeah. keep your water cold forever. It's yeah, so... I carry it everywhere. My parents are like, you mm-hmm. need to stop carrying it, but it's just so convenient. <laughs> so yeah. I was just curious, have you um, integrated any of these tips into your life or so, your parents? Um... I actually, I try um, pretty hard to stay away from red meat. I'm trying to slowly go vegetarian, but since I don't, since I didn't want to cut out like a bunch of stuff all at once and kind of like get my body used to, um, get my body used to cutting things like out of my diet, I've stayed away from red meat. So that's kind of the like meatless Mondays type of thing. So like I still have chicken and I still have fish. But, um, like, beef, steak, stuff like that, I do try as much as I can to stay away from it. But, obviously, I am from a big family, and it's a lot to ask for my parents to, like, switch, like, meals up and stuff. So, sometimes I do have um, – sometimes I do have red meat, and I'm not perfect, but I do try to be um, conscious about my choices and trying to avoid meat if I – in trying to avoid red meat if I can. Right. I'm also, I'm pescatarian, so I relate on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also trying to go vegetarian as well, and I've, like, tried so many times over the years, but hopefully in the future. Yeah, it is hard. Like, honestly, the thing that's the hardest for me, and I know that this is so cliche, is giving up um, bacon, because, like, some days a good bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich, ooh, it is so good. And it's like, ugh. But, you know, you do have to make some sacrifices. And that's my big, yeah. that's my big sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, and it's good for the environment. It's good for yourself. So, you know, it is yeah, really great if you're able to have that, like, self-discipline. And yeah. actually, I have a question on, you know, the recipes you can create, maybe, like, meatless ones. Um, do you like to cook personally? And if you do, like, what exactly do you like to cook? Um. Yeah, I, I actually really like to cook. I, um... I don't, I don't have maybe like the healthiest of recipes, but, um, I do, I do love to cook. I grew up cooking. Um, my family were Italian, so I grew up having like a bunch of pasta and like learning with my grandma how to like make like homemade pasta from scratch and like making sauces and stuff, which is always really nice. But yeah, I still love to cook now. A lot of it, um, some of it is just, uh, I know what I like and being able to like 
change stuff and change like seasonings based off of what like I like is like really nice and um but yeah I do I do love to cook well thank you that was really interesting and all your tips were so helpful but unfortunately we are out of time for this segment but we will be talking more about food waste and cooking in the next segment so stay tuned Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Looking for entertainment news from a kid's perspective? Tune into Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America's Empowerment Channel. The Kids First Film Critic Review, all the latest movies, TV shows, and digital media before they're released. Interview celebrities and share all that and more so you can make informed decisions about what you select to watch. Our reporters, ages 8 to 21, bring you a kid's perspective on media targeted for kids and families. Kids First Coming Attractions plays every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hello, and welcome back. I'm Rose, and today Ruhani and I will be interviewing Marcella Benson, one of the world's leading teachers in the conscious eating movement. Marcella studied under Gabrielle M.D. at Kosin School of Holistic Wellness, where she graduated with Mastery in Spiritual Nutrition, specializing in spiritual fasting and healing diabetes naturally. Marcella holds an MA in vegan and live food nutrition from the University of Integrated Science, California. She has a background in Amazonian herbalism, crystal zero-point energy healing, Chinese tonic herbalism, bio-renaissance, biofeedback, and frequencies for harmonization and holistic wellness. She is qualified as a trainer and teaches workshops in pain management, emotional release, and pain body release to aspiring practitioners. Hi, everyone. I'm Ruhani, and it's my pleasure to be introducing Marcella Benson as well. Her healing recipes have appeared in a number of best-selling health and wellness books, both in Spanish and English, including the second edition of There is a Cure for Diabetes by Gabriel Cousins, and Nutrición Inteligente by Sacha Barrios, which sold 26,000 copies in six months. Marcella is also the author of Love, Peace, and Vegetables, Recipes for Conscious Living. This magnus opus holds more than 18 years of research in the field of body, mind, 
spirit, and vegan nutrition. She brings this knowledge together as a as a design book that includes lifestyle advice, inspiration, affirmation, tips, menus, over 150 live food, vegan recipes, original art, and color pictures. Marcella teaches us how to structure water and our kitchen for holistic health and the power behind these upgrades. This book is an inspiration that will guide the reader to create delicious, healthy, and balanced meals that can heal us and change our lives for the better. Her book is the celebration of compassion, love, and peace. Marcella is also a passionate poet, mystic, and an alchemist in the kitchen. She's the mother of two amazing grown-ups and a spiritual mother to many of her students. With more than 22 years in professional practice, students praise her passion, devotion, and knowledge, as well as her willingness to teach from her own life experiences. Marcella, it's so nice to have you on the show. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. Our first question for you is, what makes this different from other recipe books? I couldn't hear you, dear. Our first question for you is, what makes your book different from other recipe books? Oh, well, this is not just a recipe book. It is a lifestyle. That's why I called it Recipes for Conscious Living, uh, because it, it has, you know, it's bringing uh, cuisine or the kitchen or nutrition into a sacred space. So when you read it and when you see the affirmations and when you see the poetry, it's bringing one more element to your health because health uh, not only starts with the food, but starts also in the way you think, in the way you feel. Wow, that is so unique. And I also was so interested in like the unique art in the book and also the poetry. I love poetry and I'm curious to know what inspired you to start writing. Uh, Many years ago, about I first became a vegetarian when I was 15. And by the time I was 16, I was already meditating. And uh, in my quest to lose some weight and meditation, I went to the mountains in a place where they did, I did my first water fast. Um, And through the water fast, I started, I said, oh, why don't I now start practicing what I learned last year? And I started feeling, you know, that pool that water fasting brings and I started meditating and and that meditation is one also I had a very very special spiritual experience in which when I came from that spiritual experience I could hear the words of love that the universe is always whispering to us and that's when I started my love affair with poetry (laughs) (laughs) That's such a good story. I also have started meditating and doing yoga, and I felt like it's such a great experience, both for, like, the mind and the body. Yes, yes, we must do, you know. I I always say, you know, with this, this book is a representation of how to come about to live a sacred life, you know, from your nutrition and you know, from the things you read, from the things you bring into your everyday field is very important because whatever you bring in to your life, you know, either through your telephone, through a book, through a podcast, uh, through music, lyrics on music, this really um, 
transforms your life in many ways. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and also, I know like most people like the concept of cooking their food, but why should they um, be receptive to eating live food cuisine? Yes. Well, one of the better things is for all of those people who don't want to cook, you don't have to. Food is already made. Food is from nature and it's already made. So I just teach you how to put it together in a way that is just unbelievably delicious. And um, But what is the best thing is that when food is whole, the energy of the food is whole. And also the light energy of your vegetables, okay, the biophotonic energy of the vegetables is also charged which is another form of energy and is another form of nutrition. Eating live food brings energy to the energy that we already are, you see? And this is much more nutrition. It is much more effective, not only for spiritual life, but also for your body, for having more energy, for having um, more flexibility, you see, because your body is not only receiving live food full of energy, it is receiving a biocompatible form of nutrition, which is encapsulating, right, the light of the vegetables, the whole enzymatic uh, value, and the mineral aspects, because your minerals and protein aspects of the nutritional value of the food that are not cooked because once you cook your vegetables or you cook whatever food you're going to make, you are killing the enzymatic value, you are reducing the protein, you are hiring the carbohydrates in your food, which becomes therefore becomes sugar, okay? So eating live food has many, many, many benefits. Okay, and you don't have to become life food, but you can bring this into your life as another extra aspect of hiring your nutrition. Wow, I absolutely love the way you've described, you know, those vegetables and how important it is to treat our bodies with wellness. And, you know, through those recipes that you've put in your book, I'm sure we can do that. So I'm actually curious, um, where did you get inspired? for your recipes? Um, from very early on in life, from my family's generation and from all the studies that I have done, and i always been a foodie. So inspiration comes when I'm fasting. Oh my goodness. When you're fasting, you have inspiration of food. <laughs> and um, Life, for example, a few years ago, uh, whenever you travel or whenever you go to a place that somebody else prepares something new, you get an idea. I get most of my ideas um, when, I, when I'm by myself in the kitchen and I put some beautiful music and I, I put all the vegetables out, all my organic vegetables out, and somehow or another... I understand what to do. And I'm not quite sure why, but I understand. And this happens, just happens like that. And um, they truly amazing recipes. And also it's what I like, you know? <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. And do you have a favorite recipe in your book? I have many, many, many favorite recipes. I think, you know, one 
an important thing is know how to make sauces, okay? Because when you know how to make sauces, it's so easy that you look at, you can steam your veggies or you can have them raw and then you have this amazing sauce. So I have a whole area in my book that is called um, condiments, sauces and other pleasures. And I believe that when you have two or three sauces that you love, you can have almost any food ready in a minute. Wow. And I just think that, you know, it can kind of be overwhelming to get into this um, originally, even though it's such an amazing thing for your body. So what um, if you're like recommending it to somebody who is getting started in this lifestyle, which new foods or habits would be a more simple way to start? Well, I start my whole book talking about water because water, um, it's really undermined in most nutritional aspects. You know, nobody ever talks about water. And I think knowing what type of quality you should drink and depending where you are and depending if you have access to a spring or maybe if you don't have access to a spring, you live in a city, what type of water you should drink. That's very important. And I think everybody should know uh, what what are the choices and then with that to make uh, a decision on what's best for them for their lifestyle. And that's that's very important. Water for me is the number one, you know, after breathing water. <laughs> and uh, I put it, you know, I put it in a book. My book, the nice thing that it has about it is that it's very beautiful. It's this coffee table book. And I designed it in a way that you want to pick it up. You want to pick it up and look through it and get inspired. Because I think once you're inspired to do something, it's no effort whatsoever. You know, so I think it's important to have things around in your home, in your sacred space that inspire you to make changes. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it can be really difficult for like a lot of people to eat healthier because they think it's like a lot more work, like you were saying. So do you have any tips about um, food prep or how to uh, make it easier? Yes, I have a whole section in all of my favorite tools and um, that makes it easier. Um, But really, you just need a knife and a cutting board, really. Really, and very, you know, the quality, and I also talk about the quality of your vegetables. When you have very good quality vegetables, you, and, and they're organic and they're fresh, maybe from your local farmer, you don't want to let it go to waste because it is truly delicious and you don't need to do much to it. Yeah, and you can use those um, vegetables to make some very delicious snacks. And, you know, what are some of your favorite snacks? Kale chips. Oh, yeah, those are really good. (laughs) I love my kale chips. I I always have a a batch making. I always have a batch. And what I do, I just change the sauces. Sometimes I want a high-protein sauce, so I do a hemp seed high-protein sauce. And sometimes I want something spicy, and then I put the cayenne or I put chipotle on it. And um, lately I've been putting in my kale chips like fermented turmeric and fermented ginger. And this is incredible. And I've been picking some hot peppers from my garden, and I've been putting that on too. So, you know, kale chips is for sure my my most delicious 
my favorite. <laughs> yeah, those are delicious. And you could make chips from like any vegetable too. Like I know my mom has made zucchini chips and one time she tried to make squash chips. You can like season it. It's like really easy. You can just like bake them or pop them in the air fryer. It tastes really good. Yes. Yes. I love finding like like kale chips, um, healthy snacks that are also so delicious. But do you have any um, like desserts that don't have sugar in them or um, are just like healthier version that make people feel better but not feel like they have overindulged? Absolutely. I have my all of my desserts are without sugar and all of my recipes can be considered. Uh, I, I always say, you know, if you're going to heal, you might as well do it the right way. And this is the right way. <laughs> you can heal deliciously. You don't need to heal with bland foods. And you can live a delicious, healthy lifestyle, you know. We have been sold into, oh, being healthy is not so delicious. And um, I, and I always say, no, you just really haven't gone into the right recipes. You haven't really gone into the right lifestyle in which healing or eating healthy it's not longer bland. Yes, and I think people have that misconception that just because it's healthy it needs to be bland, but there are so many delicious vegetarian foods from like so many different cultures also, and you can just dabble in them and try them out. And I like what you said about like fresh vegetables, like good quality vegetables. So how many vegetables do you grow? And how much do you recommend the average person to grow? Um, well, right now I have uh, two beds, about 10 foot each by four uh, width. It's not very big. And I'm not only growing, I'm growing red pepper, all kinds of peppers right now. And I'm growing all kinds of herbs because I love herbs and I love to pick them and put them fresh in all my meals all the time. And um, so I'm growing basil and I'm growing thyme and I'm growing little tomatoes, big tomatoes, medium tomatoes. I love my tomatoes. <laughs> and uh, what else am I growing? I'm growing some milkweed and, um, oh my goodness, I don't know the, all the names of things I'm growing, but I'm growing a lot of stuff. I'm growing garlic and flowers and I'm growing, growing flowers for a butterfly garden that I have also. And uh, I have a lot of fruit trees in my properties. Right now, in bloom and giving me fruit is passion fruit. Passion fruit, I love it, not only because I love the fruit, but I love the flower, which you can pick as a flower and you can put it into water and make a passion fruit, fruit uh, water. You can also pick the leaves and make a tea. And passion fruit, you can use the twigs, you can use the leaves, you can use the flowers and you can use the fruit. And it's very, very, very good for the nervous system. And right now we have uh, the nervous system so compromised from everything that's been going on these last years in the world. Right. It's so important to, like, find superfoods. I know, um, like, blueberries are some and, like, chia seeds, too. Do you use any, like supplements like um or powders that you think also like enhance your health yes i do um my my go-to every day is iodine 
And I think iodine is excellent because it displaces a lot of the uh, toxic loads from from every day and uh, not only helps the brain and the thyroid, the hormonal process. I mean, iodine is one of those key things that I take every day. And then in the superfood, you know, in the supplements, that's what I do. And I really like to do systemic enzymes, you know, to always keep down as you grow older, you want to help your body to keep down inflammation and to keep youthful. And as you grow older, also enzymes in your body decreases after 37. And um, then I love to have, I, you know, I always, it's important to organize your kitchen in a way that you always have as part of your ingredients, herbs or mushrooms, like for example, lion's mane. Lion's mane is absolutely delicious and it's excellent for the brain. Yeah, then I have hoshu wu that I love to use. And in fact, in my book, I show you how to do an herbal latte instead of coffee or or um, cappuccino, I show you how to do a shagachino, which is with shaga tea. You make a shaga tea mushroom with some coconut milk, and you frost and you and you make the coconut milk have a little bit of the bubbles, you know, frosted. And um, and this is just a delicious, delicious, invigorating, uh, youthening, youthening uh, herbal latte. And I love to do those things in a daily basis. I. I have every day herbs from the garden and uh, superfoods. That's part of my pantry, you see? So you have to make it part of your pantry because if you don't make it part of your pantry and you don't learn how to use it, they'll never be part of your life. Yes, that advice is so helpful. And I wish like all of us could follow it. I know some people are kind of short on time, so they don't have time to meal prep. They just go with whatever, but I really think it's so helpful to organize your kitchen. I know my mom has like organized all the spices in a certain way. So it's a lot of fun to cook when everything is neat and just nicely ordered. And I was actually curious to know more about how you mentioned um, in your book about diabetes and how it can be cured naturally. So do you have more information on that? Yes, absolutely. Well, um, there is one book written by my teacher, Dr. Gabriel Cousins, uh, that is called There is a Cure for Diabetes. There in that book, in the back, there is some of my recipes. And uh, the last edition, I think, is um, the blue cover. Uh, this one is really one of the best books in curing diabetes naturally that you that you have out there to read. I know there is several more books, um, but... Definitely, you have to know this information. Once you know this information, um, it it's really isn't very difficult. You have to learn how to eat in a way uh, to repair your pancreas. Right. And I also know that um, a lot of your photos in your book are beautiful with lots of colors, flowers, and herbs. And I was curious, did you design all of your photos? Yes. Yes. I had my photographer, Ira Rodriguez, a wonderful, wonderful person. And, um, and yes, I was the art director bringing all the props and, um, I made all the food. The food was 100% made by me every day making food to get these pictures done. And then after making the food, because, you know, a lot of 
a lot of the books we see, which is, it's important to understand this. Um, the pictures are shot and then the food is thrown away. Why? Because they need to spray the food or put some glue on the food and then the food is not longer good. The food that is in my book in the pictures is 100% organic, locally grown from a, a farm that was close to me that every day brought me vegetables. And none of the food was sprayed or touched in a way that was not edible before. And then after I finished cooking, I send it out through the neighborhood for people to eat. So all the food that was cooked was eaten. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, these are so interesting to learn about. You know, I wish I learned more about healthy food and non-GMOs, like since I was very young. And I think that's what our education system has to do as well, to educate younger minds, to get them more interested in like healthier foods. So like the processed things we see at like everywhere. And I just want to say you're such an inspiration and you've done so much for, you know, nutritional wellness and, you know, I'm just wondering, what are you most excited about right now in your life? Uh, today, right now, I'm, I'm excited every day, you know. I'm excited about um, talking about the organic farmers and how important it is, not only for your health, for the health of your farmers. I'm excited about letting people know that the choices and understanding that you caring for your health, you're not only just caring for you, okay? You're caring for the people that are growing your food. Um, and this is very important to understand because when you are buying conventional, okay, and you say, oh, they don't have organic lemons, I say, don't buy them. Use apple cider vinegar, or buy limes when there is not organic lemons. Why? Because as we buy non-organic food, we are also fueling that market to keep spraying with fungicides, pesticides, and herbicides the earth. And not only the earth that then becomes a desert, also makes the farmers who are earning their living and the children of the farmers to get sick. And we need to understand this, that how, and, and that's ex is exciting for me, to be able to talk about this and elevate the consciousness and bring people into a, in a way, a non-judgmental way to wanting to do good for themselves and others. And that for me is my purpose in life. Wow, thank you again. And unfortunately we are out of time for this segment, but again, thank you so much for coming on. Um, remember to check out Love, Peace, and Vegetables, Recipes for Conscious Living by Mar Marcella Benson. Visit her, visit her website at www.marcella.love book. And during the break, check out what's happening at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. We'll be back with Rose and I in segment three. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com and the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hello, everyone. We are back with more I'm Rose, your host, and today I'm going to share a funny story. So when I was in elementary school, my school had a program called Edible Schoolyard that was founded by um, Alice Waters and her program, the Edible Schoolyard. As a founding Edible Schoolyard school, students experienced garden and kitchen lessons, which integrated ecology concepts with real-life applications. Driven by the California State Standards, the Garden and Kitchen Projects connect learning in the areas of language, arts, mathematics, social studies, science, and physical education. My school saw garden and food-related vocabulary, art, and history projects prominently displayed in classrooms and in hallways, which visually demonstrated their focus and commitment on teaching cross-curricular concepts. Additionally, my school lunch was made on-site from scratch using local produce and sustainable products. The goal of an edible schoolyard school is to make a wide variety of delicious, nourishing foods that the kids enjoy with minimal impact on our environment. We believe the lunchroom is a place where learning happens. Taste is learned and needs to be practiced. Additionally, students' awareness of the benefits of eating locally grown organic food furthered their understanding and awareness of food choices and their impact on the planet as a whole. An edible schoolyard education reinforces the prominent issue of food literacy. And like I've mentioned before, nutritional education is not a priority in our country's education system. Between 2000 and 2014, the percentage of schools providing required instruction on nutrition and dietary behaviors decreased from 84.6% to 74.1%. Typically, wellness programs focus more on physical education rather than what is put inside our bodies. While exercise and diet go hand in hand, 
a balanced diet is crucial to making a difference in our overall health. After all, we are what we eat. And I noticed this through my um, through elementary school specifically when we had a variety of fitness classes, but when it came to the other aspect of fitness, which is how we fuel our bodies, there wasn't much talk. I know my school, they incorporated cooking classes from our garden, and we also did do gardening, which was really important, I think, also fostered um, healthy eating and healthy habits, habits within a lot of students at my school, which was really important. And by becoming and enforcing the edible school yard approach, students all over will be able to um, learn from hands-on learning that allows students the chance to explore a real-world activity that lectures or worksheets cannot accomplish. And maintaining a school garden results in nutrition lessons that become a consistent and a built-in part of students' education experience. When children spend days, weeks, and months growing their own food and maintaining a proper garden, they feel accomplished and connected to it, which further encourages students to practice such habits in their own life. Wow, yeah, this, that's so interesting. And just like I was saying with Marcella, it's so important for younger kids to just start early, you know, educating them. And I think Edible Schoolyard is such a creative, fantastic idea. And I'm actually curious to know, um, did the little kids really enjoy the recipes made by Edible Schoolyard? Definitely. I know when I was in elementary school, I definitely enjoyed them and I looked forward to them because you're not only just getting like a break in your day with snack and relaxing and cooking, but you're also getting a snack that tastes really fresh and you can truly notice the difference. I know we've talked about this um, before, but it really gives you, um, you really notice the difference when it's fresh um, handpicked ingredients rather than ingredients that you're just buying from different stores. Yeah, that is so true. And I love going to the farmer's market or, you know, growing my own vegetables. It's just tastes like so much better. And I just also wanted to know, when did you start eating healthy? I think I started eating healthy. I always um, was a healthier eater um, from a really young age, like ever since I like kind of started picking and noticing um, what I would eat because it just tasted better. And I just like craved the healthier versions because it was what I was used to, I really had the luxury of growing up in a community with farmers markets, with Whole Foods at every corner. But I know that's really not the reality for a lot of students and kids out there. So I think that is also a factor that plays into um, being able to eat healthy and being able to develop healthy habits. That's why I think it's really important for schools to begin teaching um, nutritional education and provide frequent high-quality opportunities for hands-on nutrition learning because that results in students to eat up to three times more fruits and vegetables at school lunch, regardless of whether or not that food was grown in the garden. It's just a proven fact um, that when students are taught um, and given these opportunities, the results and outcomes are much greater. And the effects can even extend outside the school environment and children whose schools provided 
the regular school garden lessons, um, had more access to low-fat vegetables and fruit at home than children without the curriculum. curriculum. So education and a positive attitude towards nutrition, I think, is really the start in changing the food crisis in America because simply giving healthy food to students will only accomplish so much. We really need to change the way that families think about food and the way that um, the education services think about um, nutrition. Yes, I totally, totally agree. Um, I remember when I think it was like Michelle Obama's like, she like implemented something where our like school lunches got healthier. I remember a lot of people were upset about that, like kids in my school, because we hadn't been introduced to like more fruits and vegetables before. It kind of was like a shock to all of us. And I'm not sure how it goes now for younger kids, um, like elementary schools, but I really hope it's, you know, changed and they get the education they deserve. And I am also curious to know, so you have been like a healthy chef for a while, but what is your favorite healthy recipe? My favorite healthy recipe, that's difficult. Um, I love making things that I know starting with being in school, it's really difficult to find time just any time at all, just to like do whatever you want, even get a little break. Um, So I think this year I've really been prioritizing finding recipes that are really easy um, to make, but also taste delicious. So I can definitely agree with what um, Marla said about the dressings and incorporating, Marcella said about dressings and incorporating different dressings into um, your food because the dressings and the sauces can really add so much flavor. Um, So I think one of my favorite recipes would probably be just like any form of like salad bowls. Like I could eat a salad for every single meal. My parents make fun of me for it, but (laughs) I just love it because they're so versatile. And that's something that's really important when figuring out how to eat healthy is finding things that you really enjoy, but um, making it um, convenient by like having a bunch of toppings and adding it to um, the same thing or making it resourceful. So um, I think bowls definitely would be one of my favorite things to make just because they're so convenient. But definitely when I um, over quarantine and over the summer and even during the weekends when I have a little bit more time on my hands, I love getting creative. Um, I like making um, healthy like cookies, which I just love because I make like healthy like peanut butter cookies. They're so good. Um, (laughs) And then I also like making um, in the summer, one of my parents and I, our favorite things to make is like really fresh tacos with a bunch of veggies, guac. Um, We use like cauliflower tortillas, which are really good and tasty. And we also love um, fish tacos, too. Yes, I know, like, Mexican food is so, like, it can be so healthy, like, chipotle. I know that's not authentic Mexican food, but you can load up on, like, some healthy things there. And, like, everything in moderation, too. So I feel like every cuisine can just be shaped into healthy foods. Um, I'm Indian, so I grew up with a lot of vegetarian food because that's mainly what we cook. We didn't eat a lot of meat. Um, We had some meat. It was mainly like chicken or fish, but usually it's like very, very nutritional foods, high in like protein, but like more like lentils. We eat a lot of lentils. So yeah, 
that. What's your favorite cuisine to eat? Um, I love sushi. Sushi could be my favorite. But I also, my guilty pleasure is pizza. I really love pizza. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so good. But I recently, um, I recently started eating a lot of Indian food because when I went pescatarian, I started relying on, like, I eat a lot of chickpeas and lentils for protein, um, which I love. So I love making, like, curries a lot um, and, like, trying different type of curries. I love, like, chana masala. I don't know if that's authentic Indian, but... Oh, yeah, it is. It's um, from the state I am from, actually. It's from North India, so it's pretty cool, yeah. It's so good. It's, like, my <laughs> favorite. <laughs> it is. I love chickpeas, and they're in so many different cuisines. They're in Mediterranean food as well, which I absolutely love. I love, like, Greek food or, you know, anything Mediterranean I'm obsessed with. Definitely. I love Greek food, too. We get um, one of my favorite things to get actually from the farmer's market that near my house is there's these non breads and they're like infused with like turmeric and different herbs. And they're so good for you. They're made out of um, brown rice flour, I think. And they have just a bunch of like herbs and spices in them and they're delicious and you can just toast them and top them on anything, even with like salad or hummus um, is so delicious. Yes, and, you know, it's been such a great segment learning about all these healthy recipes and talking to Marcella, and it was just so much fun. Yes, definitely. It was so, so much fun. Unfortunately, we're out of time, though, but it was such a great show, and thank you for all that information, Rose. It's As usual, you have so much information about, you know, nutritional wellness, and I can't wait to get started on my own, and... Um, we're out of time for today's show, but there is some more exciting news, like I mentioned in the beginning. Simon Ryan, a renowned magician from Ireland, will be doing a virtual show for Express Yourself. So it's on Saturday, April 23rd, 2022. Don't miss out on some magical wonders. Register by emailing thestarsworkshop at gmail.com. Again, that's thestarsworkshop at gmail.com. And as always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment Crew, especially our audio engineer, Jairi. Thanks to our guests from across the world, and a huge thank you to our listeners for making us a top-rated program. For more information about Be The Star You Are charity, visit www.bethestaryouare.org. Find us on Instagram at Express Yourself Radio, and remember to find peace and love with vegetables and healthy food. Treat your body with wellness. Always remember to speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine between the lines if you will let yourself.